You're listening to Under a Pile of Books, and I'm your host, Calvin Park. It's good to be back for another weekly pod tonight, and I'm excited to hop right in and talk about some of what I've been reading, uh, some of my reading plans for the upcoming week, and uh, just a couple other uh, bits and pieces here and there. So, to start us off, uh, this week I completed two books. Uh, the first of those was Thornbound. I talked uh, a fair bit about uh, Thornbound by Stephanie Burgess last week. Uh, I'd finished most of it, but I, but I had a little bit left to go. I finished it up. Uh, it must have been last Sunday. And uh, I, I enjoyed this one. I, I liked it quite a bit. Uh, the Harwood Spellbook series, of which Thornbound is the second book, has really been uh, enjoyable for me. They are, I think there's uh, two two novels and maybe a novella in the series written in the world so far, and Moontangled uh, is coming out quite soon, I think at the beginning of uh, February, and that's the like volume, I think 2.5 or something like that is what it's called. Um, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to that uh, as well. But uh, the ones I've read so far, so Snowspelled and Storm, uh, excuse me, Snowspelled and Thornbound have both been uh, fun, enjoyable reads. Uh, they are sort of one part romance, one part very small scale adventure fantasy. And I would actually say Snowspelled is a little bit more romance and Thornbound is maybe a little bit more the small scale adventure fantasy. There's, uh, there, there was actually, I think less, uh, overt romance in Thornbound, which which surprised me a little bit. It was still enjoyable, but uh, I was expecting, definitely expecting a little bit more romance in it, and uh, there there wasn't as much as I expected. So that's fine. It was just different than I expected. So, uh, but that was a really uh, enjoyable read, fun read. If you are looking for maybe a a short kind of cozy read. Um, I think Snowspelled and Thornbound both great. They're they're both under 200 pages, so they are fairly short. And you can, I mean, if you wanted to, you could probably read them in an afternoon. You know, curl up with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, a blanket, and uh, you know, have a have a fun afternoon of reading on your hands. So, you know, I, I recommend them. They're they're fun. Uh, Stephanie Burgess has created kind of an interesting alternative history sort of world there. So definitely recommend uh, Thornbound. The second book that I read and finished this week was The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. And I think I mentioned last week as I was talking about reading this one that I, you know, my, my kind of my, my, anxiety was up because I knew so many people uh, had really uh, read and really, really enjoyed this one. And, you know, what was I going to think of it? Because it was definitely highly anticipated for me. And this, this has been a hard one for me to gather my thoughts on. Uh, For me, it's, it's not quite the, the, the standout, amazing, rock your world read that it 
is for so many other folks. And that's not to say that it's a bad book or that I did not enjoy it. Uh, I think the prose is evocative and uh, beautiful at points. Uh, it's it, it, it's one of those books that draws you in with the quality of the writing and the quality of the prose. And I think that really um, that deserves praise as as part of this. Uh, you know, part of any review of this book, the, the prose definitely stands out. And, uh, and I think that's, that's great and, and engaging, you know, I think, I think folks have called it lush or lyrical and I, I'd agree with all of those descriptions. The, the, the prose is really very, very good and very engaging. And, and for me, that's one of the, the things that prose uh, really needs to be to stand out is engaging and evocative. And I think it definitely is in the 10,000 doors of January. Uh, it's got an interesting story. Uh, I, I think the characters, particularly uh, January scholar, the main character is uh, well fleshed out and engaging and someone that you can root for and you care about. So I, I liked all of that. It was, uh, it was a good read in that way. I personally found some of the ending uh, in particular, and I don't want to, I'm not going to give any spoilers here, but I, I found some of the final, say, quarter of the book to be predictable. Uh, there was actually one point when uh, I was getting a little frustrated with this, and, and in my notes, I actually wrote out what I thought was going to happen. Uh, between the, the point where I was and the point where I, you know, where, where the book would end or, or near the ending. And it basically happened exactly what I wrote out. Uh, so, uh, and, and that's fine. There's, you know, not every book necessarily needs to have a, a twisty plot, uh, but, but I did perhaps find the predictability, at least from my perspective of the ending, to maybe lessen the entire uh, package. So uh, it's it's a good book. Uh, you know, I think certainly those who love uh, evocative and, and lyrical prose are going to find a lot to love. Those who are looking particularly for kind of a period piece that is very much a character story are probably going to find a lot to love in this. Uh, for me, it, it was it was an enjoyable read. It's something that I liked. I'm not disappointed at all in having read it, uh, but it, it definitely did not live up to my expectations, which brings me to another point that I want to actually make about this is this is one that I think had I gone in with zero expectations, like if, if I had read this before basically every other single person I know had read it, uh, and so I did not necessarily have expectations of it, I think... I would be talking about it a little differently. Uh, I might not have actually enjoyed it anymore or whatever, you know, rating on a scale of 10 I end up giving it uh, might not be any different. But if you go in expecting a 10, let's say, and you come out with 
an eight, let's say, that can feel disappointing. And whereas if you go in without expectations, uh, an eight can feel like, oh man, that was, that was a really fun read. That was really enjoyable. I really like that. So some of this, I think, is, is the importance of, uh, you know, sort of setting your own expectations or, or being careful that you don't uh, have uh, too high of expectations coming in. It's kind of impossible to do, you know, especially with a book that, that gets hyped up a lot and that a lot of people enjoy. You're always going to have uh, high expectations there. But uh, so anyway, this is this is one I'm not I haven't quite settled on my review or my uh, number rating yet. Bottom line, beautiful prose, engaging main character, uh, definitely worth looking at if you enjoy period pieces, if you are a huge fan of portal fantasy, or if you're looking for something that uh, has a bit of, uh, you know, you just want to be super engaged with the main character and, and has kind of a, an interesting take. Stories really play a major part uh, in imagination and and change as concepts play a big role in this book. And those are all enjoyable things. Those are all things that hit for me. And I, I think did, did very, very well. The, uh, like I said, I did find, especially the final portion of the book to be uh, fairly predictable, uh, especially in terms of some of the character decisions that, that were made and, 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 and whatnot. So, or some of the, the character, the, let me rephrase that. I don't mean decisions that the author made about the characters. I mean the decisions that the characters made within the story, I thought were uh, fairly predictable at the end. Uh, and that lessened my uh, personal enjoyment uh, of of the novel. But if if you mind that less, or it may just hit differently for you. Like I, I said, a lot of people that I know and respect uh, absolutely love and adore this book. So uh, for me, it, it was... A little bit of a mixed bag, a little bit hit or, hit or miss, but uh, nevertheless, uh, definitely not not upset that I read it. Uh, I, I enjoyed the the prose and the character uh, characterization. I thought was very very well done. So, uh, Ten Thousand Doors of January, uh, very very uh, anticipated for me. Didn't quite hit uh, all all the points for me, but uh, still something that uh, many of you, uh, if you haven't already read it may very well enjoy. So keep it on your radar, certainly. Those are the two books that I completed this past week, Thornbound and The 10,000 Doors of January. I will be starting, my first read of uh, the new week will be A Tale of Stars and Shadow by Lisa Cassidy. This is one of the SPFBO uh, finalists. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. It recently uh, got some, some pretty good reviews from a couple of the official blogs involved with uh, Spiffbo. And so, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to diving into this one. It sounds pretty interesting. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how I like it uh, in the end. But A Tale of Stars and Shadow by Lisa Cassidy will be my first read of the upcoming week. And then after that, I'm I'm not quite sure what my, my next read might be this week. So we'll, we'll see how that uh, plays out. I have uh, several arcs that I want to get to. And uh, in, in fact, one of them, I'm, I'm really 
I'm, I'm just quite intrigued by, uh, I have an advanced review copy for uh, Samuel Gately's The Headlock of Destiny. And uh, this is sort of a epic fantasy meets professional wrestling uh, sort of sort of uh, book. And I read and really uh, enjoyed uh, the Fire Eye Refugee and the Fire Eye Chosen by Samuel Gately. And uh, so this, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to reading this one and uh, we'll, we'll see when I get to that. I'm not 100% sure when it's going to fit into my schedule. Maybe I'll get to that this week. I, I do have a couple other requests that I, I do need to get to. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all shapes up. And, and, you know, I have to be honest at, at, at the end of the day, I, I you know, I'm, I'm in kind of a, a little bit of a phase of, uh, sort of mood reading. Normally my reading is much more organized, much more uh, laid out, but uh, recently past maybe month or so, I've kind of been in this uh, phase of just, uh, you know, whatever strikes my fancy at the time is, is what I'm picking up. So that's a little unusual for me. And I'm kind of hoping I get on to a little bit more organization in, in that, but, but we'll see what happens. So anyway, A Tale of Stars and Shadow will be my uh, first read for the new week. Uh, in terms of what is coming up that I am interested in or is on my radar, this week on the 21st, A Queen in Hiding releases. This is by Sarah Kozlov, and, uh, Kozlov, and I, I'm very interesting, interested in this one. Uh, it, it definitely sounds interesting, uh, but... I will say it's it's almost overwhelming because the I think there are four books in the Nine Realms series, and book two releases in like February, and then book three releases in I think it's you know March or something. Yep, yeah, March, and then book four releases in April. So you have four books, and the, one's going to release in January, one's going to release in February, one's going to release in March, and one's going to release in April. And this is just overwhelming to me. And it actually makes me nervous to read the first one <laughs> because if I love it, then I'm going to want to read the others and, and somehow squeeze them in sometime around release time. So we'll see. I have every intention of reading a queen in hiding, hopefully soon after release, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. It's on my schedule on my tentative schedule, but uh, for, for sometime probably early February, but we're, we're going to have to wait and see how that goes, but it does release uh, January 21st, uh, a queen in hiding. And this one's by Tor books. So, you know, uh, Tor does not normally release kind of a, a four book series over the course of four months. So this is definitely something different that they're doing. And it's intriguing to me as a, as a process. So we'll, we'll see how that goes, but a queen in hiding coming out this week, uh, January 21st, just a couple days after that, uh, Star Trek Picard will uh, be streaming on CBS All Access here in the States. And I think in some other places it's going to be available through Amazon Prime or, or something like that. Uh, so Star Trek Picard is coming. I've really been looking forward to this for, I mean, a year or more now since the, the first uh, kind of teasers started to come out about it. And 
it's only my anticipation for it is only increased. I think uh, this is, you know, I haven't really done. Uh, I loved Star Trek: The Next Generation. Loved, loved, loved Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Even if the first season was very derivative of Babylon Five, and nevertheless, I, I thought the the subsequent seasons really did uh, interesting and cool stuff. And with the kind of Star Trek world and and mythos, uh, so I enjoyed that. Uh, Star Trek Voyager was good. I, I, that's where I started to, I think just through kind of life circumstance and, and, and uh, being like college stuff, I didn't stay up on Voyager as much uh, as I had with the next generation and DS9, but I still uh, very much enjoyed Voyager. Star Trek Enterprise, not as much my cup of tea, and uh, then Discovery and the new movies and kind of the alternate timeline and, and all of that have been a little bit more, uh, I mean, I've seen some episodes here and there, but but they haven't really caught my attention or engaged me. Picard then it, it represents something that uh, it's it's been a while since I've since there's something that's kind of hooked me and engaged me with Trek. And I'm really interested to check out Picard and, and see if it can hook me. And certainly all the uh, teasers and the trailers and everything have, have made me think that it certainly can. So we'll, we'll see January 23rd is when it starts streaming. So check that out Uh, in terms of just housekeeping and a few notes on the podcast here. Uh, You'll be getting, I'm, I'm really excited about some interviews that I'm in the process of recording with some authors and bloggers. And so in the coming weeks, you're going to be getting some of those. Super excited about that. Uh, I hope that you have taken the time to listen to my both my recent interviews, one with uh, Alicia Wonstall-Burke and one with Rob J. Hayes. Both of them are current Spiffbo finalists and uh, just had a lot of fun with both of those interviews. So go check them out if you haven't already. And be on the lookout. I'm hoping that this week I'm able to drop an episode where I'm going to discuss uh, my recommendations for those who are new to the fantasy genre. There've been a lot of discussion around this uh, topic on our fantasy recently over on Reddit. And just kind of the, the idea that so often when someone says, hey, I'm new to fantasy, what should I start with? Uh, what folks recommend are kind of these gargantuan series like, say, The Wheel of Time or Malazan. And they're, first of all, they're, they're a little dated now, especially the first books in those series are 30-ish uh, or more years old. So that's that's part of it, but then also you're recommending kind of this huge series as someone to, to their first exposure to fantasy, and there's a huge investment you're asking them to make. So I have some thoughts on what makes for a good uh, recommendation to someone who's new to fantasy, and a few books that I have really loved and enjoyed that I am going to suggest as good recommendations for those Uh, maybe who are new to fantasy. So if you yourself are new to fantasy, or if you have a friend you're trying to get into fantasy, I hope this uh, upcoming episode will be helpful to you. And like I said, I'm hoping to get that out. I've been kind of collecting my thoughts on this and making notes for a little bit now. Hopefully I'm going to be ready to get that out this week. And if not, it'll be coming very, very soon in uh, the coming weeks. So 
you can uh, be looking forward to that. I'm certainly looking forward to talking about it and getting it out there. So thank you all so much for listening. And thank you to everyone that has uh, shared about uh, the the podcast with others, uh, retweeted stuff on Twitter, told your friends and family uh, to go listen. I really, really appreciate it. I was super honored to be uh, nominated uh, for the Our Fantasy uh, Stabbies in the audio category. That was awesome. And I think when they released the statistics, uh, under a pile of books was in uh, third place, which is just mind boggling to me. Uh, it's such an honor. And the only reason that's anywhere near possible is because of all of you great folks that are, are listening and talking about the podcast and sharing it and uh, voting for it uh, over on the, the stabbies and, and all of that kind of thing. So I appreciate that so much. Uh, your support and engagement is, uh, is wonderful. It makes this so fun and uh, I just love doing it. So thank you once again and happy reading.